Hey athletes, it's Josh and Cole, and this is the Coaches Collab Podcast. Alright, so this morning, I, uh, I'm just about going to the gym, and yep. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta get to class, you know, I always like to get to class like 10 minutes early or something. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, Courtney was helping me bring these up, yeah. and... I handed her like my bottle, my keys, everything so that I could deal with, we have like a scooter that we brought these up on. Mm-hmm. And this morning, so I'm running around, I'm like tearing this place apart because I can't find my keys. Turns out she had them in her purse, but I didn't know that. So I'm like frantic and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran down because I was like, maybe they fell out of my pocket in the car. You know, maybe I threw them on the floor because I'm from a so small town. So is she town. seeing you do all this? And Courtney? Not? No, she's at work. So she's okay. a teacher, oh, right? Okay. She's yeah, a teacher. Yeah. So she's been at work since... 6.45 or right. 7 o'clock, this is closer to 9, and I'm like, fuck, my class, my class, my class. So I'm tearing it apart, I run downstairs, I throw my shoe in that door, uh-huh. I'm like hopping <laughs> to my car, open it up, I'm like, where are they? Because again, small town, we always throw our keys on the floor. Oh yeah. That's just what we do. So I'm like, maybe I just have it, right? Right. Nope, so I'm up here just tearing through shit, looking through her purse, which you should never do. Yeah. Anyway. I'm like, fuck it, I have a spare key, I'm just gonna leave the apartment unlocked, we'll deal with it, maybe Courtney's got him. So yeah. I send her a text right before I go to the gym. So I'm setting up class, and people are talking to me, and I'm just so panicked that I don't, because my keys have the, the key fob on them, so to get into my apartment, right, right you can't get in that door because yeah. it's locked. Yeah. So I'm just frantic, I'm still like So you're still in that, the, just in oh, that state yeah, of mind. For sure. That frantic state, so oh, like you yeah. get to class and you're just, I, just carried I, I over. I get to class and usually when I get to class, because I'm 10 minutes early, yeah. there's maybe one person. There's nine people in this class just so getting ready. So you walk ready. up right away and you're like, I'm like, this is a big class, here yeah, we go. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I have really nothing prepared, I'm technically late, it's, mm-hmm. you know, 8.59 and I'm like, I'm, I'm late, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, I hate, I have to be early. Oh, I hate rolling sure. in like right at time. For sure. Right at time, I like to, I don't know, just be there. And like, I don't know what it is. I just like to be there and kind of get used to oh, what's going on. Oh, the coach on. should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, I mean, just, just getting there ahead of time. So, because again, you walk in there right on time and you got to pick up and oh go right gosh. away and turn it on right away. It's like, I was so thankful that only two of them were newbies. So in the last few weeks they've started. So the other ones were kind of helping out doing the warm up, and yep. I'm trying to get stuff set up. Yep. They knew something was up. Anyway, one of the regulars that has been training with me for over a year now, she starts talking to me and I hear sounds, but I'm not listening. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> yeah, just, like, I'm the just char- like the parents and Charlie Brown. Oh yeah. But I get this message back from Courtney. Oh shit, you know, I have your keys, you know, okay, I'll come get them, you know, when yeah. I'm on break, no big deal. And I, I said something like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm preoccupied, but now it's, it's all good. Um, and I wasn't going to tell the story in class. And then I was like, all right, fuck, because they keep asking. Yep. And I'm like, all right, so tell them the story. And I'm like, and then that bitch has got my keys. I'm all panicked here. <laughs> and all the regulars were just laughing. The two newbies were like, oh, you called your fiance a bitch? And I'm like, OK, sorry. It's, it's words of endearment for me. She, you know, she calls me yeah. a bitch, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I call, you know, don't be a bitch. Let's go. Right. That, that no, kind of yeah. thing. And I know like last podcast I was saying, oh, that bitch walked over mm-hmm. my bar. She's probably nice. She just doesn't know. Right. right? So, right. Uh, which is why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Cause you know, sometimes Clear, I say clear it up things. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes oh, I say yeah, something. For sure. That meme that uh, Brooke sent me was oh, hilarious. Dude. Oh, she sent it to I me. I didn't know that she fuck? sent. She yeah. was the one that sent that to you. Yeah, I, I, I went back and tagged her because I was like, yeah. "Shit, I should give her credit for yeah. this." 
oh man, just all of a sudden in my IG messages, I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. so if you I'm haven't seen the meme, check it out on, yeah. on the Complete Athlete Facebook page. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. And it it's is. in reference to our last podcast. So uh -huh. again, if you haven't listened to that, you gotta listen to it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if hashtag walk around would go viral? Or maybe it should be walk around bitch. Yeah. Like, walk around bitch. bitch. So <laughs> since that podcast, geez. So we'll talk about it today. So today we're talking about nationals. Yep. Um, Cole leaves Saturday or Sunday morning? Sunday Saturday. morning. Sunday morning. Yep. Um, Amanda competes Sunday evening. Yep. Yep. Um, and sure enough, Amanda on her last heavy-ish day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was her second. You you did her right opener around, and her second, right? Yeah. Yep, worked up to her second attempt. Yeah. So, I mean, that's right around. 97. Right. Yeah. A, a, a good percent. Right. Yeah. A good a good high number. I know the guy who did it. I, I feel heard, so Did bad. you say, like, don't do it, Mike, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I heard it out of like. I was like, don't was like, do it, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you uh -huh. just waltzed. Walked right in front of And him. it was on her ascent. Uh -huh. Right? Like, it was. Uh -huh. He walked across, right? Uh -huh. She was in the hole. Uh huh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so these guys are lifting in basically the only real power rack we've got. Yeah. She's got 525 on the yep. bar. Yep. Just racked it, took her breath, braced. She's descending, and I'm like, don't do it, Mike. This guy, nice guy. He's a very nice guy. Totally oblivious. Just yep. walked past. There was, what, about four of us standing four around the corner? Yep, just standing, watching her. Right, because there was me, you, Nick, and then uh, one of the powerlifters you Neil. lived with. Neil. Neil, yeah. Um, walked right through us, and I'm like, fuck. So, 525. She comes up fine. Yeah. Um, you could tell it did kind of throw her off Oh, a bit, for though. sure, for sure. She, she her, her bits, her... Now you just got the bitch words. Oh, that's right. No, her butt shot back a little bit more than mm -hmm. it usually does. But yeah, so you could tell it made a difference on her lift. I mean, granted, it, thankful that it wasn't like a PR or a one rep max right. or anything. It was something. And still, by the way, it's an, a world record, American yeah, record. It's yeah, over, it's over the world. Yeah, it's over the world record yeah. that she's you know training on. Yeah. So. Yep. But yeah, so just like, I, it was just ironic yeah, because you so were because I mean I hadn't really I hadn't really seen you since we right. shot the podcast mm -hmm. and then you come over and of course someone walks right it's just the most ironic thing right and then I heard you I thought you said that don't do it Mike I just pictured you like outreached no. arm like reaching towards he, like, he was Mike, he no. was from me to the lamp away so about yeah. ten feet away yeah. by the time I said, he was rounding the corner don't yeah. do it Mike <laughs> that, but you know what what's worse walking through or just stopping right where he would have stopped walking through or yeah. stopping is definitely worse I worse think. yeah like i think walking so too. through it's de it's distracting yeah if someone were to stop oh, so yeah. if he would have heard that and stopped right yeah shit. Of... yeah that'd <laughs> it's been like terrible. wow that, thanks josh that's my fault yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, i mean i when i so she still went through the squat and i'm like holy shit and then she comes back up and you're oh, like, are pissed. you kidding me? are you kidding me <laughs> yeah that was hey but you know what justifiable i mean 525 that's well, no, a little weight. No, and not at all. And, and when she came up and she made the lift, she made it look pretty easy. And I was like, well, as her coach, I'm not really mad at that because pretty much everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. She wasn't feeling good that day. Right, she did say Someone that. Someone walked right in front of her during the squat and she was still able to right. hit it. So that gives, shot me, back a little that bit, gives yeah. me a bunch of confidence going yeah. to the meet that that's something that, that's a yeah, way she, that she's Yeah, she looked about. like she went into the hole faster than she typically yeah, does. Yeah. And so her timing was awful. So many things went wrong, but she did it so well. So yep. it's not like she came up under her toes or right, anything. Right. So um, I think that was a good confidence boost for, for all of sure, us. For sure. For sure. So we'll talk more about Amanda in a second. I've got a whole list of stuff I want to talk about today. 
All right, interview time. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's talk about your your programming, your own personal programming for yourself. So back when I was hurt, um, I was kind of deloading because I was hurt. Mm-hmm. You were deloading because you had just finished like a twenty week program. You just yep. peaked. Yeah. Um, what have you changed from your last program to this program? So currently, I am injured. So I've been training injured. So my I don't really have a strict programming right now, but he did arms the other day. Yeah, by the way, and I wore a cutoff. Dude. Oh, I know. I ne- I rarely wear a cutoff. You can see his arms. Yeah. So and I don't ever really uh, biceps are something. If I'm super bored, then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll go curl something. Yeah. I guess. Um, but no. So prior, um, I was doing, I was squatting three days or two days a week. Benching three days a week and then deadlifting two days a week. So that was a lot. And then after I had peaked, because um, I mean, the weights were getting super heavy and I was kind of feeling my body getting a little beat up. So after I had finished that phase, when I started this next phase that I was doing and then I got beat up, mm-hmm. I took one of the deadlift days out. Okay. So that just helps with my recoverability for for squat and then just for deadlift and right, stuff. Right, right. So I took a little bit of volume from that secondary deadlift day and threw it in with the, the one deadlift day that I do. So I just mm-hmm. add a little bit more volume there to try and compensate a little bit because if you cut volume drastically, then you might see a little bit of your lift go down right. a little bit actually. So in order to prohibit that, I threw some more volume in that one deadlift day. But other than that, it's if it's working i mean it's broke don't fix it yeah right right so so if it's not broke don't right fix it, it, yeah so what have you been doing with your your pecs so i know you benched like something measly for you the other day but have yep. you been doing other accessory lifts yeah so as far as injury protocol what i've been doing is super simple stuff so i cannot deadlift without flaring up so I have two injuries going on right okay. now. I'll give you a little background. Um, about a year and a half ago, <coughs> I sustained a rhomboid tear, mm-hmm. or it was like a accumulation of micro tears that um, got bad enough where I couldn't squat like without pain. Oh, wow. So it was it was pretty. It was because I, I I was four weeks out from a meet when it got really bad, and I was trying to push through it because I was like. You know, I don't right. want to pull out from this right. meat. <sighs> Excuse me. So. He's drinking kombucha again. Again. This is going to be a. It's a trend? Yeah, exactly. Once a week, take care of your guts. Yeah, man. Right? Um, no, so I, I really push this, my my rhomboid. If you don't know what a rhomboid is, a muscle on your back right next to your your um, shoulder blade. Yeah. Um, so right was, about in the middle. Yep. Yeah. So I was pushing that actually trying to push through it, you know, thinking maybe I can just get it, get through it and get to this meet. Um, and it got to a point where I couldn't squat anymore. I ended up having to pull out from the meet. And then for about two months, I didn't squat or deadlift. Oh, wow. So, and then I started, when I came back, I started just doing high bar squat. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing I could really do pain-free. Oh, okay. So I slow, I just slowly worked back into everything, right? And then... What, probably three months ago, four months ago now, um, I was probably the, I was the strongest I've ever been, and 
Um, I was squatting and I hit 580 at like an RP8, mm-hmm. which I, I've never, yeah. I've never moved that weight that fast. Yeah, it felt good. Yep, yeah. yep. But what happened was I got a little bit out of position. Um, I came forward on my on my toes just a hair, and then what happens happened was my elbows flared back. Mm, yeah. So then happened again. Yep. It same thing happened again. That same injury yep. that round void. So. It wasn't as bad though. Like it just flared up a little bit. I felt it. I'm like, well, okay. So we'll back down a little bit on the volume and just really be aware of keeping those elbows in. And you know, I was kind of able to deal with it. But I continued to deadlift too. And the deadlift actually was what was kind of just keeping it around. Yeah, for so, sure. Well, I mean, you're using those muscles right, so much, right. eccentrically, concentrically. Yeah. yeah. So that was an issue in itself. And then right around that same time, I'd say probably two, three weeks afterwards, um, I was benching. And again, strongest my bench has ever mm-hmm. been. It was just on an upward trend. Like, I don't know what was going on. I had upped my, I was dealing with a little bit more intensity. So upped my weights, yep. um, cut out a little bit of volume, but was doing a lot of heavier stuff. And my bench was blowing up and I ended up hitting, so I hit, 420 for a paused double. Oh wow, very and cool. And that was, the most I've hit in a meet is 435. Right, and now you're pausing it. And I'm pausing yeah. 420 for a double, and that was, and that's not peaked, that's, right. you know what I mean, that's just That's training. with fatigue, yeah. Yep. And then actually, so I did that on a Saturday. The next Monday, I went in, and it was supposed to be my light bench day, and I went in and my pec was bugging me a little bit during the warm-ups, but I figured, you know, I was just tight or whatever, because mm-hmm. I just, you know, had that big day right. a couple of days before. So I just kind of pushed through and it was feeling like it was hurting, but there was no strength loss. Mm-hmm. So that Monday I actually hit a rep PR for six. Oh wow. With like, I think it was 365 that mm-hmm. I hit for six reps that I've never done before. So I'm like, well, it can't That'll really put be some a, tension in there. Yeah. Right. But I was like, you know, it's not really a, integral issue it's right. just like you it's know paint a yeah, little paint nagging yeah right so i didn't really think much into it so i just kept training and then again kind of that same thing with my back that the first time it just kept staying there mm-hmm. and then progressively got worse and worse over time to the point where i was like you know what you know i just gotta i need to take time yes, off. Yeah. i need to take time off and for so, a strong dude that's hard to come and to. especially coming at that point where mm-hmm. i was the str- I'd hit numbers I'd mm-hmm. never hit before, yeah. and we were Your still, ego gets in the way a little and bit. And yeah. keep in mind, I was prepping for nationals. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that was, and I never, I've never done a national meet. Right. This is going to be like my coming out party. Mm-hmm. I'm relatively unknown, even though I have one of the highest totals right. in my weight class. Right. So it was probably a combination of me pushing it too hard to try and be my best at nationals, right. Right. and then... Just, I don't know. Which, I mean, makes sense. I mean, right. national stage is one of the biggest stages. Right. And you know, then, if you do really well, you go to Worlds. I mean, exactly. there's some serious And that's things. kind of the, the, the shitty thing, too, is that... So this year, the the one guy that I know for a fact could beat me... Yep. He's aging out of the junior class. Okay. So if I get... What is the junior class for USAPL? It's um, 20 to 23. Okay. Okay. So you got another year. Yep. But... I'm aging out next year by the time Worlds comes around. Oh, okay. So that's the thing. If I were to get second this year, 
and he because he'll be ineligible for worlds mm -hmm. then he'll potentially go to me because I'm the next junior right, up right so I could have potentially lifted at worlds right. if I were to come in second As you know what I mean yeah so it was uh, like just a I mean, just a crappy situation all yeah. around, and that's kind of the reason. But the why coolest I thing is, you're 22. You know, your career right, could right. have 30 more years right, to it. Right, you know what and I'm that's saying? and that's what I yeah I had to sit down and and kind of just look at the whole. I mean, stuff we've talked about right. all the time is like for it's sure. a marathon, not a exactly. sprint. And yeah, I mean, um, 365 for six is going to be chump change in right, five years. Right. If I know? can just you know stay healthy. Yeah. And not run myself into the ground where I'm not mm -hmm. doing this anymore because right. I have such a catastrophic injury that I yeah. sidelined. So me. what would you? So let's go back to your squat. Was it? Were you going? Were you descending too quickly that you came onto your toes? Was it out of the hole? You timed it wrong. It what, was. What happened that you got on your toes? Do you know? I have. So my quads are kind of weak. Okay. When it comes to so my posterior chain is pretty strong. So what happens is especially with a heavy weight. When I don't focus on pushing my back against the bar and kind oh, of using yeah. my quads, mm -hmm. what happens is my knees shoot back. Okay. My hips shoot back. And you back. really go hamstring dominant. Right, yeah. right. And then what happens is, you know, your elbows shoot back right. to try and compensate mm -hmm. for the weight diff for the weight shifting. So and that's just what happens when I'm not conscious of really what I'm doing right. and I'm going for a heavy weight. Or you're so. fatigued or yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Whatever it may be. But yeah, that was kind of and I honestly didn't even realize that until a couple of months later when I was actually just analyzing everything that yeah. happened because I was so just annoyed that I didn't want to think about it. I was just like, you know, F it. I just won't squat for a while and then it'll get better. But then, I mean, you kind of got to think about the source of what right. happened so you can correct it. So, yeah. Because it, it, it's happened to me before. Right. So now I got to really be, you know, know what's going on so I can fix, fix it. What are you doing to up your quad strength? Um, as of right now, I'm not really doing much, but I'm going to do, um, when I am able to do more, which is right about now, actually, I'm feeling pretty good. So okay. I'm going to throw some more volume in. Um, there's a member at the gym, Brad, who has a safety squat bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start doing some of that just because I think that carries over a little bit more yeah. to powerlifting than just a plain old front squat right. does. Are you in a pretty high volume phase right now? No. Okay. So super, super high intensity. Super yeah. low. Yeah. yeah. Once super you get back low. to higher volume, I'll show you how to belt squat. Yes. Like I, I've got I, a belt. I'll show you how to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Even ordering the proper pin system for okay. it. Because yeah, right now I'm just hanging a bunch of weight. Kind of sketchy yeah, getting up yeah. in that position. Yeah. And then in the huge. functional training area where I typically train, mm -hmm. um, there are boxes in there. It's pretty calm. You don't yeah. have to. Nobody will yeah. be in your way. I'll show you how to do it. Sweet. And then, um, and then just some high bar squats. I'll yeah. Probably throw yeah. In cool. There too. Yeah. But yeah, that's, and then as far, as far as my upper back, that's been kind of the toughest thing is because, um, I've had some neck issues, uh -huh. um, in the past just from wrestling and stuff like that. And I kind of have, I have this condition where my, my cervical vertebrae, there's supposed to be like a natural arch mm -hmm. to your to your yeah, like head. Your lumbar. Yeah. Right. And mine are completely mine's completely straight. Oh wow. So what happens is my neck and shoulders are bearing the whole weight of my head. Yeah. yeah. Whereas that curve in your neck is supposed to kind of displace that right, a little bit. Right, right, right. Um so I've always had this just stupid thick neck 
because I've always had to deal with that. Yeah. And what's happened is my traps have just overcompensated for mm -hmm. everything. Right, right, right. right so right. they've my traps have overcompensated for everything. So it's it hasn't allowed my upper back, my rhomboids to develop. Right. So when something like that happens, my rhomboids are the first one to go. Right. Because, yeah, because they're weak. Because yeah. they're weak. Yeah. And that eccentric load gets them right now. And I tell you what, there's, I mean, I'm literally walking around, like, I'll find, like, I just carry myself, my traps are always tight. I'm always carrying my shoulders yeah. up a little bit. So I've been consciously pulling my shoulders down and you pulling your scapulas in, yeah, my scapulas right. in. Do you do farmer carries or? Not really. Okay. Not really. But I've been doing a ton of, because I just, I f like physically cannot activate my mm -hmm. rhomboids. Yeah. I have a difficult time. Yeah. Because my traps just take over right. everything. And it's really, it's for whatever reason, I, it's hard for me to make that connection. So I've been doing a ton of uh, band stuff. Good. It's just going to say, parts. that yep. thing, right there, yep. crossover yeah. symmetry. Yeah, so that's been that's been good for me, is just really something that's very light, but there's a little bit resistance, mm -hmm. so I can really feel my scapula retracting and that rhomboid pulling that yeah. thing back, because otherwise, and I'll catch myself if I'm not paying attention, I'll, I'll get a trap pump. Yeah. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. You know if you're I mean? just going through the motions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is so important for people who are doing rehab and prehab. Mm -hmm. Even if you have somebody standing there watching you, if you're just arbitrarily doing it because it looks right, yep. that's doesn't mean you're doing it right. No, you can screw yourself up big time. Intent is everything, especially when you're doing rehab stuff like that. If you like you said, if you're just going through the motion, you're you're gonna get out of it what you put into it. So there's no, I mean, if you're just going to, you know, la di da di da you yeah. don't get through this, um, you're not, you're not going to get out what you should get out of it. Are you training tomorrow? Um, I might. Okay. Do you know about when, if you do? <sighs> I don't know, four-ish probably. Okay, because what I was going to say is right before you train, I should be home. Um, let me run you through the crossover symmetry. Okay. So just stop by and I'll show you that. Um. I'll show you how to jerry-rig it at the gym, too, so okay. that you can just use bands there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this thing puts you through not only an activation phase, which is what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, there are some exercises where it's all about just retracting your scapula. and it, There's so many cool things to it. And then there's also a strengthening aspect to it um, that I usually do at least twice a week. Yeah. Why don't and, you explain a little bit what you're Yeah, doing? so crossover symmetry, I, uh, I too, so when I do my snatches, clean and jerk, something like that, um, I came into the sport pretty late. I mean, being in comparison, yeah, yeah in no. comparison to being seven, you right, know, I was right. Um, the martial arts that I did in the past, I certainly had good mobility. Um, all the self-defense stuff I did help putting mm -hmm. my arm behind my back right. all the time, right? Or um, someone else forcing. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just throwing me to my face and locking me out. Um, but it's it's the same problem you have it just doesn't activate it's not that yeah. i can't get into position it's just that when i'm in that position i can just be slack yeah. because i'm so comfortable just letting everything relax because especially when you're a throwing dummy you just got to be yep. totally limp um so what it is really i have the at home version there are two belts that go around a door mm -hmm. and then there are these bands that clip in and you literally cross the bands over and you're doing different rowing exercises lat pull downs with retractions there's so many things that you do and i've been doing it for about two and a half weeks and i'll do a more extensive video on this um so i, I always had a lump in my pec gone Really? Um, yeah, my posture is a lot different. I've always had pretty good posture, mm -hmm. um, but I almost feel like my shoulders just sit in a different position now. Right. Um, my overhead, 
you know, position is so much better because I'm always activating. Every morning I do that, it takes like three minutes to go through yeah, the sequence. Yeah. The guy who created, and I don't remember his name, um, he calls it, oh no, he he says something like, doing this in the morning is like having coffee for your shoulders. Mm. And it does, it warms everything up, you have just a good posture. Um, sometimes in class when I would demonstrate something that's, you know, maybe it's a one-arm push-up or whatever the heck we're doing, yep. my one, my left side pec would just be like, uh, I don't uh, like it, and yeah. then my shoulder would nag me all day. I almost felt like it was slacked a little bit, where it was, again, mm -hmm. kind of slipping out of socket. Um, it totally has really? fixed it. It's so cool. Um, I don't know if you need to spend the $150 on it, but right. I did because I said to myself, if I spend this $150, not only can I do it at home, but I spent so enough money on it. That you're going to use it. Exactly. Yeah. I have to use yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. I have to get my money. You invest in enough into exactly. it. Exactly. Like, use this. Yeah. So tomorrow, if you are going to train, let me show you that. I yeah, think you're going to really like it. Yeah. Because that's going to, and I've been doing, so I do a little prehab circuit that I do and I have to do it before squat and bench because Smart. if I don't. A lot of people don't know that squat is actually pretty tough on your shoulders, especially a low bar squat. You put a lot of tension up there. It'll jack your bench up. Yeah. yeah. So if I don't do my little prehab circuit where I do two different types of band pull-aparts and then I'll wrap the band around my back mm -hmm. and put it in my hands and do kind of like band push-ups yeah. just in the air and then I'll drop down and actually do push-ups. I'll do that a couple times through and if I don't, when I first get under the, the, the bar, I'll actually feel that pec oh, yeah. tight, and it's like, and it's there's a it's a difference between you know just being tight and you know eventually getting it loosened right. up. But I could feel it a little twinge there right away. And I'm like, right. you know, right. I didn't do my little prehab. I better hop out from. Well, it's the bar cool too because if you're activating all of those posterior muscles, it's kind of pulling your shoulders back yep. in a way you're stretching your pec, mm -hmm. but you're stretching it in a way where you're not just throwing your arm up against the wall and cranking on it. Yeah, it's. It's soft and it's over a long period of time. It'll just fix itself, which right. is really nice. And right. it's smart that you're doing it that way. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's. I've noticed a difference. And yeah. like I said, I've been feeling good enough now. Or I think I'll throw in another squat day and maybe another bench day during yeah. the week because okay. it's it's been a long time. But I think you know my body's feeling good, and I kind of had an epiphany yesterday, and I'm like, you know, what? I don't really feel any. Right yeah, now. that's good. You know, and yeah. that's and it's been a long time since yeah. I could say that. Right, knees always hurt. Yeah, hips, yep. back, shoulders, yep. something. And the, I mean, these two injuries specifically, I was just like, you know, what? I'm not like they don't really hurt. So, you know, and I've, I think I, I hope I've waited long enough. It's always kind of that, you know, you you never really know right. when you're ready until you kind of just push it a little bit, and then you, right, and then you kind of react on how it. Well, and that's something good, too, is that feeling. you've still been going through some of the ranges of motion. Mm -hmm. um, so many people, when they get hurt, they just lay on the couch yeah. because the doctor tells them six weeks before you can do anything crazy. But there are some really low load-bearing things that you can do. I mean, when I got hurt, I was in the pool every day. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, Mark Bell always said this, and I think it's so true, is like you have to focus on what you can do, exactly. not what you can't do. Yeah. And I think, um, especially... For me, these two injuries have been possibly more psychologically damaging mm -hmm. than than physically damaging. Yeah. Just because it it's I mean, like I said, when I'm you know, I've had all this momentum going, I'm feeling really good, you know, I'm getting my prep ready for nationals and then boom, my you know, basically my right. world comes crashing down mm -hmm. and you have to really take a look. I had to take a look at like, hey, why like why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, if I can't 
come in and squat bench and deadlift and you know why am i right. even in the gym and then yeah you have to a little if, addiction yeah. yeah you have to really look at like hey you know is this something that is this a thing that you're passionate about right. and but uh it was good it was good for me to kind of take a step back from everything and kind of re reanalyze yeah. why i do you know right lift weights and you know why i do everything but it just reassures you that this right. is what you want to do right it's right. just a little setback and it was i mean it was fun like like I said, I went into the gym with a freaking cutoff. Right, doing arms. Yeah. yeah, I was doing arms. Like I hadn't done that since. Yeah, you're high enjoying school. yourself some more. Right, mm -hmm. right. So it's and it's good to always have that balance. You know, when you're constantly chasing numbers and trying to get stronger, and every every session is super intense. It's, right. It can wear on you, and that's not yeah. necessarily healthy. Is when you're right. doing that all the time. So and it's, it's such a habit that when you fall out of habit, it's I'm, I can't, what? Yeah. You, you feel lost. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's been good and it's been bad, and you know I had I think in the long run it'll it's helped me. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. And it also helps because you're me. doing this banded circuit. Right. That should help prevent you from getting hurt in right. that same way again. Right. Right. And also help me relate to athletes who are going through injuries as exactly. well. Exactly. So. Oh, you have shoulder pain here. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's gone. Hey, let's make this part of your normal thing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I assume you do, I assume you use a slingshot around your knees. You warm up your hips. Mm -hmm. I mean, same deal. Warm up your hips, warm up your shoulders. They're a similar yep. joint. You should do it. Yeah. There's so many muscles that yeah, work with your hips. You should do your shoulders anyway. The hips for me, just because I've been squatting for so long that it's funny, my hips, I have the just exact mobility to, to do my squats. Just squats. Anything yep. else, like they're, they're trash. But if yeah. I, can, I can achieve that good squat position. And in the last couple of months, I transitioned into uh, squatting in flats rather than a raised heel. Oh, cool. Because my mobility actually got to a point where I mentioned that I have that issue with coming forward a little yeah. bit. So the heels were just kind of exacerbating. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, there's, there was a time there where I wasn't seeing much progress with my squat. And I'm like, you know, I would watch, you know, videos from the side and everything. My bar path was just crap. Mm -hmm. Cause it, it would probably swoop forward and then swoop. Well, it would, up. it would come down straight. Mm -hmm. Cause I would make sure that everything would come down straight. And the second I activate to start mm, my eccentric, yeah. it would just go yep, that way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It would loop up yeah. and then come back. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I actually went over to the South Gym because mm -hmm. it's nice to sometimes go to a gym where you don't know anybody. So I was able to just, I warmed up and I threw 315 on. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to figure this out. I don't yeah. care how many reps it right. takes me. Let's do this. So I, I was squatting with my squat shoes and then I just was sitting down in between sets. And I'm like, just thinking logically, I'm like, well, if I have issues going forward, why would I have a heel on my foot right, that's going to pushing forward. me forward? So then I just, I literally just took my shoes off and I squatted barefoot yeah. the next set. And it felt, you know, night and day There better. you go. So Plenty of power lifter squat flat-footed. Right, you know? right. And Plenty then it just, I mean, it just, and that's where I think my, my mobility got to a point where before where I needed the heel to kind yeah. of get down there. Um, whereas now I don't at all. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, and you gain that mobility through motion, not just stretching, oh, just constant. You can do all the struggle. stretching you want, oh, yeah. but if you, if you don't actually do like functional movements right. with it, then it's like, well, what I'm always scared of is so many people are, especially in the CrossFit world, their only concern is increase my mobility. It's, right. it's terrible. Yeah. Are you sure it's terrible or do you just, are you tricking yourself? Like, my mobility is beyond what I need, and that's good for me. Because mm -hmm. if I need to save a snatch, hey, I can rock back a little, rock yep. forward, I'm yep. fine. But 
So many people think if I increase my mobility, I'll do better. You're more likely gonna get hurt. Yeah. Because you're you're slack. You're in ranges of motions you really can't control. Yep. Um. I mean, I back in martial arts, we used to just rip ourselves open. Yeah. Just to oh, maybe one day I can kick that high. Right. It's just it's sometimes not smart when you're load bearing. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the thing is like more isn't always better. Yeah. So injury. How do you, do you do anything specific for just general recovery? Do you, so like when you finish your workout, are you just done? Just go home? Yeah, yeah. for me, most of the time, even though it's not probably what I should do, but, but when I was, so when I was in the middle of my prep, so everything was, cause now I kind of, my training is a little bit less serious. Yeah. Um, I've just been busier in day to day life. So, um, but usually I have accessory stuff yeah. after my workout, which kind of gives you that cool down type, mm -hmm. you know, aspect of your training. So, but I don't normally do any, any, uh, rehab stuff mm -hmm. afterwards, which I mean, I maybe should hop on a bike a yeah. little bit or something. Or, you know, I, I really don't either. Yeah. Um, in the colder months, I'll jump in the sauna. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I went through a long period of time where I would stretch afterward. I would hit these certain stretches and it's, it goes back to that mobility thing. It's, it's almost like it opened me up so much that the next time I couldn't pull in all of yeah. that slack. Yeah. And I think for me, like I said, I have the mobility to achieve what I need to mm -hmm. achieve in, in the three lifts that I perform. Yeah. And also while I'm doing those lifts, I'm pretty much stretching in between. In, yeah. Well, in just in, during the lift. Right. Too. Yeah. You're for stretching sure. under load. Like, yeah. You're going through full ranges of motion right. under load. Yeah. Right. And the, the one thing I will say is when it comes to the sumo deadlift, that's something that some people may need to develop a little bit for of sure. hip mobility for, mm -hmm. because, um, if your hips are too tight, then you can't really achieve a great right. sumo position. Yeah, Your knees are coming in, you're right. going to tip over a bunch. And for me, my sumo actually got a lot better just over time because me just doing the sumo deadlift, I got better. Right. My hips got better at that movement. Right. You know what I mean? So I was able well, yeah. to. Well, yeah, I mean, more. hundreds of pounds, you're going right. to change your, right. your body. And, and I would just take my time, you know, before, before I start moving because my hip flexors seem to always be tight. Yeah. They're always tight. And even though I'm, you know, standing up, walking around all day, they, they are, they're always tight. So I take my time before I deadlift and really kind of sit down and even like I'll like have like 135 on the bar and I'll like get into position and just really focus on mm -hmm. opening my, my hips up and pushing those knees out. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, but as far as stuff after the workout, I, I've never really done anything. Yeah. I like when we yeah. play college football, we would stretch afterwards, but for me, I don't really see that. I don't really have a bunch. Right. I don't see a bunch of benefit from it. Yeah, for me, I'd rather come in the next day yeah. and do some active recovery yeah. because Beforehand. I don't think right. Or just if you're super super sore from the the, the workout, come in the next day, do some squat body right. weight squats, go through just like a light body weight workout. That's gonna. I think you'd see a ton more benefit from that than anything that you could do after the workout that you just did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes. If I, maybe I finish, maybe I did snatch, clean and jerk, and squats on the same day, mm -hmm. which happens so frequently. You're crazy. Uh, well, sometimes I throw in deadlift too. You're an animal. So, so if I have four exercises that I do, that's right, just four exercises, not 14. 
um, I might foam roll, but I'll foam roll two, three hours after my workout. Maybe I'm in a class at the end yeah. and I get everybody to foam roll together. Um, because usually they go through a brutal one. Hey, mm -hmm. let's just do this. But sometimes I'll take a bath, but most of the time when I'm done working on, I'm like, I feel good. Right. I'm, I'm not going to just be stagnant the rest of the day. Right. It's the best thing fine. you can do is like, maybe, you know, you go home and you're sitting around for a couple hours, get up, go for a walk, but stay move, like stay moving a little bit. Right. But like the best thing you can do for recovery is go home and eat. All right. Know? So I was just going to bring it up. Um, so Joe Rogan just had, uh, Conor McGregor's coach yep. and George something from the Lockhart. UFC. Yeah, there John Kavanaugh and George Lockhart. So for years now, after my workout, I've done something fast, a fruit and salt, which is exactly what he was exactly. About. But he also said caffeine. Yeah. That's what, yes, I yes, never, yes. I, so I've heard, so Stan Efferding talked about it in the past. It's been, Andy it's Galpin has talked about pretty it. Pretty new yeah. research. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Oh, cause you it's so never, catabolic. You right. think, you and know? you would think too, is like after my workout, I'm exhausted, but it's okay to be exhausted. Right. Cause I'm done with my workout. Exactly. So, I'd rather take a nap than caffeine. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, so what we're talking about, so your your body when it's all done and we're talking lifting here not necessarily endurance type stuff yep. um so if you're doing any classes with me you're you know seriously lifting weights you're not just kettlebell swinging 17.6 pounds um uh there's after your workout you want to replenish what we call glycogen which is the sugar in your muscles it's what makes your muscles look round and full and blah 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 it gives that muscle energy so there are some pathways in your body that can shuttle that energy. Salt is like two of them um, that helps shuttle carbs into your muscle. The type of sugar you take, fructose or dextrose, so mm. like candy if you really want to go, but I usually do white rice. Turns to yep. dextrose so quickly. White rice you know? and then uh, fructose is any. Yeah, I'll do like an fruit, orange or two. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so a few of the energy pathways are using fruit and a few of them are using like rice or people like sour patch and stuff like it's that. It's basically high glycemic. Yeah. Yeah. Carbs. It's yeah. On, on a scale of one to a hundred, it's 700. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, drink a, well, don't do this, but drink a soda or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I've lately been doing kombucha after. Yeah. Because uh, some days, because they're expensive enough that I'm not mm -hmm. doing it every day. Um, but on a really hard day, so there's about mm, 16 grams of cane sugar in it. Yep. Then I have a piece of fruit. There's a little caffeine in it, about 80. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. Not a bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then maybe a quarter teaspoon to a half a teaspoon of salt, and I'm yeah. good. Plus, you get the probiotics because your body just went through hell. Right. You know, you're going to be inflamed. You're helping out your colon. So I take it one step further with kombucha. Yeah. Um, I don't do it all the time, but again, I'll do rice, fruit, mm -hmm. salt, and now I just ordered them all start taking a hundred milligram caffeine tablet. That's, Just, uh, so yeah. the, the reason for the caffeine is the research that's coming out is for whatever reason, you take the same amount of sugar after a workout, the same amount of salt. And for some reason, if you introduce a hundred milligrams of caffeine, your muscles uptake four times the energy. Which so you nice. can recover so much quicker um, so you don't have as many lagging days. Right. Now that might just be an extreme athletes like a fighter. Yeah, and and the thing is too is we're talking. I mean, it's it's minuscule when it comes oh, to just yeah. if you cover right. all of your bases. Right. Yeah. If this caffeine thing is going to be maybe 0.5 exactly. percent exactly. more than what you're already. But for doing. somebody who's doing a one rep max, you know, right. who's purposefully training to up their one rep max, 
it could be beneficial. Yeah, and if someone who is, you know, a lot of weightlifters have eight, nine sessions a week. Which is, yeah, the elite level. Right, yeah. so if someone, you know, they lift in the morning, right? Yeah. And they gotta come back six hours later, they yeah. might wanna do something like that because they're gonna get more right. that glycogen To give them that 2%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, even for me, so I'm only five sessions a week, mm -hmm. but it's similar muscles every day, different movements, at least yeah, to me they're different. You're squatting every day you go into the gym. Uh, yeah, Basically. at least four times, yeah. yep. So, I mean, your legs, I mean, right. you need to, you need to re-up those glycogen stores in yeah. those cells. It, it's mostly, for me, it's just, my nervous system just has to fire. Yeah. It, my legs are fine. The, my musculature is fine. Right. It's usually a nervous system thing, mm -hmm. which is why I was always hesitant to take caffeine. Cause I'm like, it's just going to keep my adrenaline up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. My central nervous system isn't going to fire as well tomorrow. I'll be tired. Um, but I guess not, you know, I guess, I guess it's. Something That's, I'll have to right. play around with. I, I say, because I mean, I'm not really training enough right now to have it really make a difference. Right. But if you, I'd say you try that out right. and just see how it works for you. Make Amanda your guinea pig. There you go. Because she's squatting a few times, right? Three, day, three days a three week. Three days a week. Deadlifting twice a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she does her accessory stuff in the evening? Because sometimes she, I see her twice in one day. Yeah, she because if her schedule is, you know, if she... Because it takes a long time to squat up right. to 525 Right, pounds. yeah. So if she's in there for two hours squatting and then she doesn't have time to do her accessories or whatever, right. she'll come back she later. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about Amanda. So she squats. So that was my first question. How often does she squat? She squats yeah. three times a week. Um, is there ever a time you make her do more? Four, five? So at this point, no. Just because what we've been doing has been working so well. Mm-hmm. And, um, so again, if it's just not broke, don't fix it type right. of thing. Yeah. And again, she, I, uh, prescribe her quite a bit of volume and I don't want to introduce really any more, right. especially just cause we've been close to the meat. Oh, now so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm just thinking, cause after this, she deloads yep. for a while, right? She deloads. Our next meet will probably be March, the Arnold. Yeah. March, so, I mean, so. she's got... A couple of weeks where she can just yeah. take it easy. Yeah. I mean, Amanda easy. Right, right. Still right. so squats more than I do in her deload, <laughs> um, which is crazy. So more likely than not, if all goes well, she sleeps good enough, mm -hmm. um, she doesn't overhype, she's fed, she's in a good mental state, everything's going well in the warm-up room, she's going to get an American record squat. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, your plan – so what is your plan? Is your plan to – have her opener because they start with squat, right? Yep. First so, exercise is yep. squat. It goes squat, do you, bench, deadlift. Do you want her opener to be something she's comfortable with? Yes. Okay. So just some basics on powerlifting attempt selection. So in powerlifting, you get three attempts with each lift. Um, your first attempt, which we call an opening attempt, is something that you could probably do, for, you could do for three reps. Yeah, for sure. And a confidence booster. Something, they say something that you could hit if you have the flu, they yeah. wake you up at two in the morning, you get in a car crash on the way to the gym, and you go to the gym and you could still hit that. Right. Way. So basically, something that you could hit regardless. Yeah, so she, you know, she's going to be what, 480? Uh, or 496. 496, yep. okay. So then the second one's 525, yep. which is, both of which are, Records. Yeah. Yep. So, so we'll, she's yeah. We're so, opening with yeah. American record. Yeah. Right. Right. But for her, it's nothing. No. Um, yeah. 
So she'll hit 525, then what's your third, do you think? So third, we're looking right now at um, 545-ish. Okay. If 525 absolutely flies, then we could potentially put like five. So with the kilo conversion, and then since it's an American record, we're gonna put a chip on there. Oh, cool. So it'd be it'd be right around 553-ish okay. or something that, yeah. if, if it goes, and that's right. if 525 looks right. absolutely ridiculous. Um, now, would you going for 550 in mind? Are you thinking about a big total, or are you just concerned with the squat and then get? So, we're because we are in a tight race with another lifter. Okay. His name's Daniela Mello, and she's kind of been the perennial great in that weight class for I think she's won the last four nationals. Yeah. So and they're going to be really tight. So we are concerned with making lifts. Yeah. Yeah, so and you want the total. Yes, so yeah, we're okay. looking at the total. Okay. Um, so obviously a man is going to whoop around squat. Yep. What, what's Danielle's so specialty? Her, so she was actually a squat specialist. I think she's been dealing with uh, some injuries. I don't okay. know if it's, I think she was, her hip or her quad was oh, bugging yeah. her a little bit during this prep. So um, Amanda was, so Amanda was chasing her squat like the, this past year. And then last, so the prior year, and then last year at Nationals, Amanda broke Daniela's American record squat. Right, cool. So she was chasing her on that, but Daniela has a phenomenal bench. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, uh... In the threes, I assume? She hit 300 in the gym yeah, last okay. week. Okay. So that's, and that's what's going to be interesting, right, is because... If she can hit that bench. If she can hit that bench then that potentially kind of closes the gap that we got in the right. squat. Right. Because I think, I'm thinking Daniela will squat low fives. Okay. Um, which is still absolutely nutty when right. you think about it. For sure. She's a 180 pound woman. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe that could potentially fire up Amanda a little bit more if you yeah. do go for 553 mm -hmm. um, or 545 or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so bench, I know, is Amanda's third best lift. Yep. Right? Um, I mean, are you going to go broke just on deadlift like a lot of people do? Yeah, or? so the biggest thing, like I said, is we want to make lifts. Because yeah. Because if we say, the thing about powerlifting is if you miss a lift, then that's a ton of poundage off of your potential total. Mm -hmm. So um, if anything, we're going to play it a little conservative just so they make sure that... On bench, you're talking? In, on on, on squat and okay. bench. Because mm -hmm. I know Amanda will have four, 545 on squat. Yeah. Um, bench, we're looking at right around 250. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which puts Daniela at a 50-pound advantage. Right. Assuming she can only hit what she hit in the gym. Right. Who knows with and the peak what she can do. Exactly. Well, and also her... Uh, the pause was a little... Little iffy fast. on the on the lift that I saw. So okay. and I mean, like you said, with but you also have to consider weight cut. True. Do you know what she walks around at? I don't. Okay. What does Amanda walk around at? She so training we kept her right around just three pounds over her weight class. So oh, it's gonna be simple. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's just simple, light breakfast. Simple water lower, awesome. and then we'll be able to rehydrate hydrate oh, that easy. Yeah. So. Yeah, a little yeah, salt, a little sugar, a little water. Oh, Done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy money. Three pounds, that's smart. Um, because I've known of people that they're 15 pounds. And they're like, hey, it's, I have two hours to rehydrate. Are you kidding me? It's, it's Weight's got to fit. have to feel well, so different. Is, the thing is, too, is when you pull that much weight out of your body, 
your leverage has changed. Exactly. Yeah. So your body is your anatomy is different right. than it was during yeah, all those gravity weeks of is training. Exactly. So it's that's why we really wanted to focus on keeping her weight as close as she comfortably could mm -hmm. just because that's one factor that we don't need to worry about. Right, day. yeah. Because then what's really tough too is let's say you want to cut, you have to decide, okay, do we cut in the high volume or the peaking? Mm -hmm. How are we going to do it? How How is she going to feel? How do yep. we keep that weight off? Exactly. You know, at least this way it sounds like she can have a few cheat meals yep she can live life a little bit because she's yep. close enough and i mean with the stress of of just training period right it's hard to do it's hard to i mean you know discipline is tough dude yeah. and if you're training your ass off every single day the last thing you want to do is just go home and eat freaking chicken broccoli right. and rice every exactly day. um speaking of nutrition is she do you have her on a pretty so disciplined regimen it's i mean she is um she's gotten She's not, I think she's sponsored. I think she's sponsored. I, I just saw she got sponsored by, by Slingshot. Um, so that that's right? not a sponsorship. Oh, they just sent her. Sent her a bunch of shit? Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but she's gotten, went through Renaissance periodization. Oh, cool. RP? And, yep, and they have her on a, on a template and everything, so. Really? They sponsored her too? That's yep. really cool. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, she's kind of big time. I don't know. I mean, if she's going to get an American record right, out of the world, right. she's big time. Yeah, you know, so. From um, a small town. So, yeah, she's. She's been doing that, and it's obviously been working mm -hmm. because she's been maintaining her body weight For and sure. getting stupid strong. Right. So, um, and I'm, I'll be the first to say I'm no nutrition yeah. genius at yeah. all. So, if if it gets past just you know counting macros and stuff like that, it's kind of out of my league. Oh, they're so. all about timing. And oh they, yeah. They make sure that you have certain nutrients coming in, and do you get this vitamin? That yep. the RP is they give you just a base level of nourishment mm -hmm. and then they're like all right let's ramp up this element during this phase of your training yeah um it are they trying to sponsor her not only through nutrition but i think rp also does programming yeah is that ever going to come to no so i mean when they reached out that's one thing she talked to him about is because she's like i already have a coach so mm -hmm. i don't need i just you know more on the nutrition side right of right and they're like yeah absolutely we'll just that's really it. cool yeah that's really cool yeah so but yeah, so uh, it's it's nerve wracking yeah. for me as a coach. Well, you wanted to do well, right? Right, and I I mean, so I've coached like done meet day coaching for over a year now, and I'd much rather lift than be yeah. a coach. I bet the nerves are different. The ner I'm more nervous being a coach. Yeah, because you can't me. control if they can hit it. Right, and yeah. I also you know it kind of. For me, I think the responsibility is on me to put the right weight on the bar. Right. You'd you hate know? to set her up to miss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's stressful yeah. for sure. And uh, so this week has been kind of interesting. Well, you're planning. Me. You know, right. you're planning. Right. Um, is she, when does she hit her official taper? Is that today already or yesterday? So after today being Thursday. So what was it? When did she squat? Monday? Monday. So that was her last heavy yep. squat. But I'm sure she'll hit something. She'll hit. So we, we're, I'm going to have her. She's going to squat two days before the meet. Okay. Her, so Friday. Her MRV is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Her, um, what is it? Minimal, maximum maximum recovery volume. volume. Yeah. So basically what that means is Amanda is able to recover from um, training very, very quick. Yeah. So for her, her taper is a little bit shorter than right. most, just because if we pulled the volume 
further away, then that might allow her body to detrain a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Just yeah, because yeah. her body, it just moves yeah. so quick. Yeah, her athleticism will go. Right. So, and the fact is that she's, I mean, we've been getting stronger throughout this entire yeah. peak phase. Yeah. So if we're able to get a little bit stronger during these last couple right. of weeks, that's something that we're going to take advantage of. Oh, that, that bench might, you, you might see her second bench and be like, shit, yeah. let's throw another three kilos on. Let's right. throw another five. Right. So that's why, I mean, yeah, her, see her deadlift. Fuck, let's do it. Yeah. You know? So her, her meet is on Sunday. Right. She's still, she has her last heavy bench day today. Oh, wow. So you'll really see. Yep. And then, but then we'll do, I think she has two more bench days before her. Okay. Meet. Just some technique yeah. type stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's. That's the difference between her and a lot of other people is that she's, her frequency has been high for a long time. That she, it doesn't make sense to pull volume super early because right. I mean, if we can push it a little bit right. more, her, just her taper phase is a lot quicker than most right. athletes. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but so when you're tapering, even in this last week and maybe this experience is for you. So. I'll step back when I am tapering to mm -hmm. get a new snatch PR or whatever. The last max out session is the most god awful sensation. Oh, yeah. It hurts. It sucks. Everything just sucks. Is that kind of how powerlifting is too? Yes. Just well, all of a sudden you just people, feel great that day. Or? For some people. Mm -hmm. So for some people, and it's it's kind of it's a, almost disheartening. It's like oh, this is gonna suck. Right. And it's I mean it's for the powerlifting community it's kind of even been, become like a thing on instagram it's like oh yeah oh i feel like crap so that must mean it working mm -hmm. it's working and i mean for a lot of people yeah that is right. a fact just because your intensity and your volume is coming to a peak exactly. at the very end of that peak phase mm -hmm. before the taper so like you're shit. gonna feel like absolute yeah. trash and then that's where that you know sra yeah yep, that yep. that taper comes in and then they call it the rubber band effect where right. you come back and you're you're able to hit numbers that you weren't able to hit before. Right. So when you're, so let's say everything goes according to plan. She's going to Worlds. She hit a couple PRs. Mm -hmm. How does that affect her training? Do you base her training numbers off of training maxes or peak maxes? How do you, so, I know you do RPE, but right. is there a, like, hey, I want an RPE 8, but it's got to be at least this much weight today? Um, Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, she has progressed so quickly yeah. that it's been, it, it would be tough too. Right. Okay. Because her last meet, her, I mean, her previous meet PR is 496 and we're opening with that. Oh, which is sweet. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's unheard of, yeah, for, for sure. especially someone at that level. Right. So it's tough to just even set parameters because Cause that it may uncharted even, water it yeah. may even limit her you right know what I mean? oh if yeah we, totally if we say hey this is you know what the number we're basing yeah, you should only of. hit 580 today right i mean there's 620 in right, the tank right you know? it's absolutely it's absolutely ridiculous right. so um we it's been working the system that we've had which is basically come in we'll warm up see how you're feeling um i really kind of look at some of her last warm-ups yep. and we kind of chat and decide you know what numbers we should work with that right. day just depending on how she's feeling how big how, of jumps do you do she you does some like ridiculous, sick jumps yeah. yeah so 90 90 90 90 90 for for squat she goes 135 225 315 405 then she'll go 455 okay so she'll cut it and then 495 yeah. and then that's that 495 set is usually the like our gauging set yeah yep. so depending on how that looks that will determine our next jumps yeah um what a jump 
And what then so jump? so recently she's been doing That's like a what is it? Ten percent jump or yeah, something? That's yeah. a big jump. So and then even recently she is uh like I said, she's very I don't know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I am like kind of more of a analytical type yeah. lifter, whereas she kind of plays tricks on herself okay. to make it feel good. So what she's been doing is she likes to go Court. heavy as like as heavy as she can without her belt because yeah. she wants to make it feel as hard as oh, possible that's right. yeah. before she puts her belt on. So what she's been doing recently is she's gone she goes beltless up to four fifty five. Oh wow. She doesn't put her belt on until five. That's gotta help so much. With for me like for me I don't it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. But for her, she's like, it makes, makes four ninety five feel a ton easier. That's crazy. Because okay. I mean, for you, let's say no belt, wouldn't that fatigue you more? And then now you're putting the belt on at a heavy weight. You're not really because when you put the belt on, positions are different. Yep. And she's just like, fuck it. Yep. She got this shit. And but yeah, because for me, I mean, if I don't have my belt on and the weight feels super heavy, that's already in my head. Oh yeah. And I'm freaking very- Yeah, that, my warm up weight yep, sucked. What yep, the fuck? Exactly. She likes it to feel heavy. Yeah. So, cause she knows when she puts that belt on then it's gonna fly. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of some PAP where let's say she's going for 545, she might put 590 on. Yeah. Rack it just to hold it for mm -hmm. 20 or so seconds. Mm -hmm. So when she puts the whatever on, it feels lighter. Right. But to right. go on the way up, I, I'm the same way you are. Yeah. Shit, I got a what? Regardless, I have always, I always built up at 405. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I squat, have squatted over 600 pounds. Right. I was, I was built. It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because. I'm I want it to feel are. as easy as yeah. possible. I don't want. I want it to, to feel, feel confident hard. going in, yes. not like, all right, this is gonna be a battle. Yes. No. Yes. I and want, then also, I'm a pussy. I want it to feel good. And then, like, kind of counterintuitive to that, she imagines that there's less weight on the bar than there actually is. Oh, like, oh, this is only three fifty. Yes. Yes. Huh, For this, me, right. I'm like, it gets me more hyped when mm. I know there's more weight yeah. on the bar. Here so, we go. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. This is like, this is heavy weight. You better get your. That's an interesting trick. Yeah. Because so. I mean, here's what I would say to myself. Oh, it's only three fifteen. I put it on. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> right. Not three fifteen. Exactly. Yes. Because Instantly, the bar throw me weight off. for me, it's always feels heavy. Right. So no if, matter I, what. if I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be three fifteen. This is gonna be kind of light, and then I unrack it, I'm like, nope, this no. is heavy weight. Then and then you have to take your step back, and you're like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's telling herself, "Oh, this is gonna be." Yeah, you know, that's why it's it's very interesting. But maybe she has a switch where when she racks it, maybe her adrenaline turns on and it does. I don't feel know what like, it is, man. But she's got some of the, one of the strongest unracks walkouts I've ever seen in my life. Right. She makes when she she, she literally just stands up fifty pounds on the bar. Yeah. Her walkout looks like the same it does with two twenty five. Yeah, I watched her five twenty five, and there's. I mean, there's effort, but it almost looks no effort to unrack it, step back. That's why it's funny because it's like crazy. on on Instagram and everything, people are always saying that she's using fake, fake weights. weights. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet because we don't have any just, fake weights at that. She gym. just makes it look so easy with the walkout. Right. She she literally is leaning forward. She's inclined. Yeah. She puts her one foot through, and before her other foot gets through, sometimes it's off the rack already. Yeah. yeah. She she just must have. Whether it's the rack is at a little lower, so as soon as she gets into position, it is rising. There, she's just a freak. Yeah, she, she's that's, just a freak. See, I, I, I gave up trying to explain it because like, she is just a freak. Yeah. She's an outlier. She is, and that's what an, makes a champ. Right, she's know? an incredible athlete, and it's. I mean, it's hard to explain. You can't really 
that's where you can't teach that. No, no, yeah. and that's where a lot of these scientific studies and all this right. crap kind of gets thrown out the window. Yeah, because right? they're all for the average yeah. athlete. Yeah. Um, Andy Galplin, I think. Yeah, it was the 2017 World Championship for weight championship for weightlifting. He got some muscle biopsies of those athletes, mm -hmm. so you can actually look at the elites and say. Holy shit! Yeah, they got this different right, thing. Right, right. They got you know they're a new on muscle fiber. They're on a different planet. Exactly. Yeah. Their, their genetics are freakish, and yep. here's why. Yeah, that'll be cool when that comes out if it hasn't already. Um, has has there been any difficulties, training difficulties? Maybe she missed a rep or um, injuries, anything like that. So she's had she's her hip and her knee at the beginning of this prep were kind of bugging her a little bit, but. Um, throughout everything, it's been pretty solid. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I mean the momentum is is there. She's confident in her lifts, and it's it's all looking like it could potentially she could. I mean she's regardless, she's gonna have her best meet of her life, even right. if she just hits her openers. It's gonna even be even if it's just an American squat record. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Which is technically a world record. Yeah. Even if yeah. it's just that, it's going to be killed. Right. It's going to be right. great. Yeah. So it's it's crazy because it's her prep has flown by. Mm -hmm. And I think also it's flown by because since I pulled out of nationals yeah. and I haven't been prepping for it. So I've been just kind of, you know, coaching her, obviously. But yeah, it's been it's been ridiculous just the whole series of her training and everything that i think is like impossible like she just blows by which is great for you right because just yeah. that you're gonna change your mindset like well what the fuck right. obviously it's doable yeah. here we go yeah you know what i'm saying it's it's widened my horizon yeah. as a coach to be like what i mean because like i said she's such an outlier that it's i mean a lot of it isn't really applicable to a lot of my right. other athletes but still it's fun. but it's still yeah it's still fun to know that that's that's how, possible how much coaching do you actually do for what her you, what do you so mean? like is it every rep do you kind of just let her go does she no does i she mean hitting you up she uh she does a great job of her technique is pretty much i mean that's why her squad is so good is because her technique is so great so as far as we've had we've had to do a lot of coaching on the bench press because when uh when we started working together she she uh never really benched and she was mad she wouldn't bench because she wasn't good at it but that's kind of uh why you're not good at benches because you're not doing it so we did a lot of bench work and her bench has come a long ways and it's gone through a bunch of different phases as far as her technique and stuff and we've had to experiment with what works and what doesn't and but this last fit this last uh prep i mean her last meet she hit 205 i think and then just this week she was repping 225 for sets of five so it's the the gains have been awesome and i think that technique work for bench has a lot to do with that deadlift um when i first started coaching her she was pulling conventional um, she has pretty, she has pretty, she does she's not built for a deadlift necessarily. Right. Especially Which is why she sumos. Right. Yeah. So over time, and again, like I said, her hip has kind of bugged her off yeah. and on. So Left we, side, I assume? Yep. Yeah. So we had to move her out, her stance out slowly. Mm -hmm. So 
We went from conventional to almost like a frog stance. Oh yeah, conventional a little with your hands yep. inside, yep. just so barely. basically uh, my mindset then was like, hey, her, your squat is stupid strong. Right. So let's put you in your squat stance. Basically. And <laughs> just grab the just bar. For it. Yeah. So, and then eventually we, we worked her out to where she's now is basically like toes to the bar. Yeah. Or I mean, toes to the plate. She's pretty long legged. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So for because squats, you can tell. that's cool. You can tell because, yeah, during the squat, she's, she maintains a pretty upright torso. Right. So. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. It's so. almost like she's high bar squatting. Yeah. It's, uh, a little bit. It's kind of like a hybrid there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's, she's got such long legs, which by the way, when a tall person says to me, you can squat more because you're shorter, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I can deadlift more because I'm shorter. Yeah. You can, you should squat more because you're taller. Cause usually leverages, unless yeah. your torso is just weird, super right. small or super long right. or whatever. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you're six one and you're complaining that I can squat more cause I'm shorter, fuck you. <laughs> All right. I'm sick of that shit. So let's go back to her bench. So you said, you know, last meet it was 205. Now she's doing, you said five at 225. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what, so besides technique, is it, her chest just doesn't drive. She's just never really used her pushing so, mechanics. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's only been doing this for two and a half years. Right, yeah. right. It's definitely the latter. She hasn't really – and it's this is kind of my, kind of my fault, too, yeah. is because she's so good that sometimes I assume that she kind of knows things right. that she might not actually know. She so, is still green, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So she actually was – just not really doing some basic things that you should do when you bench, like just driving through your heels right. to activate your legs, yep. your hamstrings, your glutes, and then just like packing your lats in and really keeping mm -hmm. your upper back super tight. And the bench is such a technical lift that you could have, you could be benching for a long time and then just not be doing one aspect. Right. And then you include that aspect and then it boom, jumps. Your, yeah. Your bench just blows up. And I think that's kind of what still a learning curve. Right, right. And then she's been able to develop a little bit more arch. Yeah. Which I think has helped as well. Mm -hmm. Um but again I think the leg drive thing that she's she's kind of figured out as of late. Um and then keeping the bar in a good bar path. Right. Yeah. If it moves any yeah. In trouble, yeah. for sure. And especially when you have a big arch like that, if that bar floats down mm. towards your waist, mm -hmm. it's really hard to recover. Yeah, it's, you almost got to loop it back. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. definitely got to be straight down, straight up, which as your her coach, you got to really watch her angles. Right, like, and which, oh, is, uh, uh, which is tough a lot of times for me because I'm, a lot of times I'm handing off for her or right. spotting yeah, her. Yeah, you're not from the side. So that's yeah. not a great vantage point mm -hmm. to really dissect everything. So as of late, she's actually been doing self-handoffs because yeah. – the USAPL recently came out with this rule where all athletes have to take a handoff from a, a spotter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it has to be the same spotter. So you can't take it off from a coach or anything. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So in our last meet, we didn't, she didn't really like the handoff that she was getting from the person that was giving it to her. So kind of to get rid of that. Um, factor, she's just been doing self handoffs. Yeah, right, right. So Which can actually, affect her in the. If it were another hundred pounds, right, big time. right, yeah. and and she does it. She sets up in a way where it's pretty far. It's not really on her shoulders when right. she unracks yeah. it. So, yeah. um, no, but that's actually allowed me to like get off to the side a little oh, bit. Oh, right. Let's yeah. get stuff a little bit more right. than before when I was standing over her, spotting. Yeah, her. all you can guess is 
oh, it's in the right spot on your chest, but right. what are your elbows doing? What's yep. your shoulder doing? Yeah, that. So in the off season, is there anything in particular you're going to make her do when she's you know a week or two away from the bench? Is there any like medicine ball stuff? Are you doing? Um, I've been so she's been she's had some shoulder issues in okay. the past. Her she's had some. She was saying when she played basketball and stuff, her shoulder would kind of pop out quite frequently. Jesus. So she's a little nervous about that, but I I want to implement more dumbbell stuff with her just oh, cool. because that's something we really haven't done. Right. Um, and I think that she can benefit a lot from that just by getting used to the control. Yeah. And also you get a different... Oh, I pump. agree. Yeah. You get a different feel. Yeah. You're, you're not stuck to that straight line. You yep. turn your hands just exactly. a little bit and exactly. yeah, brace a little differently. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think implementing that, um, we do, for her, she likes a lot of overhead work. Oh, cool. So we we'll do cool. a lot of overhead press yep. and do some shoulder press and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, basically anything, anything that I throw to her, she's going to eat up and yeah. get a benefit out of it. For sure. For sure. Like I said, she's... Well, we mentioned she's only been doing this for two years. Right, yeah. And she's still pretty much got her newbie gains. Which, which is, is crazy. Kind yeah, of her newbie gains to an thing. American record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so the reason I brought up medicine ball is with kids, I always mm. have them do like a broad jump chest pass. And I was yep. just thinking like, hey, what better way to go legs than chest than yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's actually um, a good idea. Exactly. And, and then, I mean, again, it's all concentric she can still recover mm -hmm. you can get up against a wall and just hammer the shit out of it yep. so she gets more chest activation and um, then also working that explosivity exactly too. yeah yep. or again with with those two weeks where you're basically not going to touch a barbell mm -hmm. I, I assume at least a week well i try yeah she sneaks in the gym and, yeah you know there you go um but <laughs> that's that's why we have i mean and i said this to you during your deload those sandbags you mm. want to make her ass fire a little differently, her back fire. Yeah. She can still pick it up. She can still squat it. Yep. It's just going to activate so many different things in her. Oh, yeah. Um, little GPP phase. Exactly. For that, that's what I'm getting at. I yeah. mean, we got the the gear. You just got to go for it. Yeah. Two weeks of GPP so she can still have fun again. Mm -hmm. Back to her basketball roots a little. I'm not, by the way, by no means am I saying you got to do it. No. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But just spitballing ideas. Yeah. Be and, kind of fun. Right. And that's the thing, too, is because... Even the other day, even she was... ball drops. Yeah. Where you stand above her. And even the other day, she was just like, this prep has been long. Like, yeah. This has just felt like a long prep. So it would probably be healthy for her to do something a little... Yeah. Something that she hasn't done before. And, and it's just going to increase her rate up. of force production. And yeah. it'll just be different. Um, you know, I need you to get the ball from your chest off of you as, as fast as possible, mm -hmm. you know, drop progressively heavier balls. So she's working the eccentric. Yep. I mean, and then you get to try to whale on her. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just beat the, I mean, not that from a conditioning standpoint, you got to do it, but it's just, again, it's, it can be fun. Yeah. I know a lot of my athletes when they struggle with deadlifting, it's all right, let's regress kind of to a sandbag. Yeah. I mean, your body turns on in so many different ways and just, then we try to apply that to a ball. Well, it, a lot of people just don't know how to pick stuff yeah, up. So true. So in the sandbag, it forces you yeah. to get in that position where you have, cause that's the most optimal position For sure. to, you know, have that back straight mm -hmm. and really get underneath the bag and right. pick it up. So, and that's, like you said, that's a good and way. And bear hugging it. something and walking oh, it. Dude. Your hips, your back, fireman carries yeah. are crazy for rhomboids. Dude. Yeah. Or single-sided anything. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I love that shit. Um, but no, I, I'm just, 
I'll spitball you a few ideas throughout the week. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. here's a great one I think yeah. for. Maybe I'll just turn you loose on her. Huh? Maybe just <laughs> for two weeks, like, yeah. yeah. Send her to the weightlifting yeah. for her general phase. Yeah. She's just going to throw some shit at her. She probably won't ever talk to you again afterwards. Nah. <laughs> she won't and like you, but. So what? <laughs> Fuck it. No, I mean, because again, I, I just keep thinking little things like that. Or, I mean, vertical jumps if it's not going to kill oh, yeah. her. <clears throat> seated box jumps are my favorite for leg force production yes. and what's nice is you're not taking any eccentric load because nope. you're landing on the box yep. but again you're really learning how to just punch and punch and drive yeah and it's I mean it, I wish we had sleds we used to I really wish we had sleds because I, I mean from a recovery standpoint oh yeah it'll be huge yeah. I mean, keep your legs firing on us and even I mean just as far as cardio and hit cardio yeah. and that's like for me, man. Steady state cardio can screw off. And <laughs> steady state cardio is the worst thing I think in the fitness industry. Yeah, like just steady state, boring. Right, ass, just fifty state, minutes yeah, of yeah. just even like yeah. people just I don't know how people do like a half hour on the stair step. Oh my god! Like at I, the same rhythm. How I don't, boring. I don't know if I'm just super ADHD or yeah. whatever, but I there's no way right. I could be on there for a half right. hour. I want it to hurt. Well, like be quick, hard and fast, yeah. and then hurt. yes, and then push the a end, sled two hundred feet. Yep, and throw up. Yep, exactly. Uh -huh. And then you're not spending thirty minutes. You've not ten minutes. Ten minutes. You can if, get destroyed if, in ten minutes if you can handle ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, the damage you can do in ten minutes. Right. I used to just for my general phase conditioning, I would seriously when we had the turf, hundred mm -hmm. feet of turf, I would pick up a sandbag, walk it hundred feet, yep. rest a minute or two, yep. then. Huff the the sled, but I'd run it backwards. Yeah, my legs would hurt so oh, goddamn dude. much. I do that three times. I'm done. Yeah, what I would do, what I was doing, um, and I got away from it, but I might get back into it now. I'm feeling better. Was uh, the rower, and I would just do like. So what I would do is, I would like do a two minute warm up, whatever, and then I'd do thirty seconds sprint as hard as I possibly could, and then I'd be because I'm a Fat power lifter, right? Just I'd be so yeah. gassed. So what I do is I get off mm -hmm. the rower, walk around for two minutes, yeah. come back, do a minute, yeah. warm up nice and easy, and then thirty seconds hard as possible, uh -huh. and then I do like three, four rounds of that. Just hurts. Next morning I, your thoracic hurts I'd be so goddamn torched. You have you know? a bruise on yep. your chest. Oh yep. god! But I mean, it doesn't need to be something super complicated. No. I mean, as long as a lot of times you just have to get in there and work yeah. your ass off, and that's enough. Oh, I mean. Um, I make some of my athletes, if they're in a rush, do a Tabata. But yeah. let's do 30 on, 20 off, so mm -hmm. kind of a Tabata. Eight rounds. Bet yep. you can't survive. Yeah. Bet by round four, you're cussing my name. Explain what that is. So, so Tabata is actually a, a science, science guy, some scientist's name. And it's eight rounds of 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Mm -hmm. So you all out kill at 20 seconds, you get 10 seconds rest. First round feels great. Second round, mm, can do this. Round three, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> By about round six, you're so toast, it's yeah, ridiculous, yeah. and then you gotta push a few more rounds. So I like to step it up sometimes and go 30 on 20 off on like a rower, mm -hmm. just because until you hit that lactic threshold, Oof. you're not getting any work done. So I like to get work done mm, most of the time. <laughs> so by about round three, yeah, your legs and you're back, and, and again, the 20 seconds is really just a joke. Yeah, I mean, all of a oh, sudden yeah. you look up at the time, fuck, yeah. and you're going. There, that tw it's nothing. Right, it's 30 nothing. seconds feels like a lifetime, yep. 20 seconds feels like no time. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Oh yeah, I, I'll I'll keep spitballing you ideas all this week. Heck so, yeah. um, good luck this weekend, Thanks, right? Man. Yeah. Sunday, so, we'll, this will be dropping after national. Right. So hopefully we're coming back with that national yeah. title. Next, so, yeah, right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, next week we'll talk about kind of the recap on nationals. We'll talk some more shit. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us either at on Instagram at getcomplete.net. You can get Cole at Cole Warren underscore SHP. Yep. Keep hitting us up. Um, sometime this week, we'll be launching the send us your video and we'll grade it for you. We've got a grading system kind of in place. Um, we'll send you some examples and we'll let you guys know how to do it. But for now, this is the Coaches Collab Podcast. We're out. See ya.